0: It's the Backlog Breakdowns Top 100 of 2024. Well, that was pretty bad. That was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing. I had no intro, but I do have a guitar. Um, And so that was the intro that we're going to go with. I'm so, so sorry. But as you heard, we are talking our top 100. This is going to be the top 100 games. The best one hundred games of all time, forever, officially of the backlog until we, breakdown until we change it of twenty twenty four. So, well, going into twenty twenty
1: four,
0: yeah. Mean, well, in no, it's for the entire year. It's going to stay the same. It will not be official. It's ever it's, until the next year. Oh, it, it will not. It will never will be amended it, until really, the next year.
1: Really? Is that is that kind of that? Because that's not
0: really how it works. There may be potential amendments, but it's not actually going to be amended. It's official.
2: Mm. It's official,
0: the official best. And we're going to be talking about that later in the podcast. I mean, that's going to be our main topic. But before we get to our main topic, we've got some forms to complete. The first of which uh, has nothing to do with completionism or completionists
1: or things in the news lately. Mm. And it, it just has to
0: do with how have you been, Nate? What's mm. been going
1: on? You since you the last time ventured we into dangerous territory there, Joshua. Mm-hmm. We're not a news podcast. We're not a news podcast most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, if you boy. want to make donations, we do have. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we do have a charity. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it will go straight to us. Uh, yeah. It, it'll. It's the Buy Josh and Nate s- stuff charity. Um, man, Mm -hmm. that's terrible. That's, we shouldn't make fun of that. We shouldn't make fun of things like that. That's, that's, it's unfortunate. Um, but you know, I think that's the thing is like that I'm Nate, you're Josh. And well, Josh, it's it's been an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. So I think like really like you did, you did a bite size the other week. I did. But, um, it has been like a hot minute and you and I have kind of been like catching up sort of behind the scenes, uh, here and there. So, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually staring at your new office. It's true. It's, it's not that new. I guess you've had it for like a a week or two at this point.
2: Yeah. Or maybe three.
1: Yes. You've you've had it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's kind of like it's the, the shine hasn't quite worn off it yet, but it's, it's still like,
0: there's there's some potential here,
1: for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh
0: well, like I mentioned on the bite-sized episode, if you listened to it last week. Um, we don't currently have Wi-Fi, internet at our home. And so I'm here up at the church, in my office at the church, recording. Um, so yeah, that's why there's a guitar next to me, is because I'm in my office at church. And uh yeah, like Nay said, there's there's potential here, definitely. Uh, lights are off right now,
1: but there's a nice beige color on the walls that will soon be changed. And Josh, you disclosed to me that you hate mm-hmm. beige, which is like the most inoffensive color. And I said, "Why do you you hate the color that you are? Mm-hmm. You're you're beige. I am beige. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's just
0: it's it's boring. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. It's, it's so but- milk toast." That's all, but I will say, though, um, the only reason I am painting my office is because it was offered to me. They were like, "Hey, make yourself at home. If you want to paint, like go crazy, go get paint, do it. you know, if you want to put stuff up on the wall, if you need anything, just let us know. you know anything like that, And I'm not going to be picky. I will take the the plaid couch that is behind me because it's couch, yeah course i'm gonna put that in my office dude free office couch Score. exactly office couch is my favorite i will eat all kinds of lunches on that couch and for free heck mm-hmm. yeah let's do it nap couch no i'm kidding i work very hard at my job i don't take naps i'm not here until the wee hours of the morning uh when i you know need a nap the next day no that's not gonna happen uh, I'm just going to paint my office anyways. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing good. Not too much has changed. Looking forward to Christmas coming up this, I was going to say this weekend, I guess Christmas Eve is this weekend. Christmas is uh next week. So hopefully you've gotten all, all the gifts for everyone on your nice list. Um, Cause I actually have this year, but, yeah anyways um yeah not not too much is going on we'll we'll get to the backlog report we'll talk about some stuff that we've been into but um yeah man doing good still still getting i I say getting settled it's feeling good but at the same time uh, in a couple weeks we're just going to be moving so then we'll have to resettle um but you know yeah life is good getting used to the cold getting used to 30 degree weather never would have thought that would come out of my mouth um but yeah,
1: it's been nice and warm in the mid forties, mm-hmm. which is nice, dude. It's 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 nice. Like so, what you're about to experience too, and and again, dun, dun, dun. It, it could be a little different in the Midwest than it is out here. But typically, January, February is the real, yeah, jerk. Mm-hmm. February sucks.
0: That's what it always was in Texas. If it's ever gonna get cold, it's gonna happen in February.
1: February is like winter's like last gasp at like just being Mm -hmm. like making everything miserable. Um, And then March is like its own special kind of miserable because it's like cold and wet, but it kind of wants to be warm. Um, Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean, mean, maybe it'll be different for you. I doubt it, but (laughs) like, welcome to my pain. Yeah, Um, here we are. (laughs) We can oh, commiserate together. You can, you can start telling me about all the different types of miserable weather that you have and <laughs> how like you avoid all of it because you just go inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's, that's not going to be the case once we move because I will be like six blocks from the church. So I will be walking to work, sir. I will walk an entire six blocks.
1: What, 10 like minutes? Rain
0: or, or sleet or snow or what? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> if even. Yeah. Well, that's, so, uh, that's how good have for you, been? you. I'm
1: not bitter about that at all. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm kind of not, uh, really, but I do think sometimes it would be nice to work inside. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Things are all right. Uh, Byron was sick for a while. Uh, Ooh. he had, he had been exposed to RSV a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed home with him. Uh, we were kind of taking turns and then uh, it seems like he's kind of come out the other side of that. Uh, there's okay. still like a little bit of like crud kind of left. Um, sure. But I mean, we're just kind of getting through it one, one, yeah. one plotting step at a time. It's just kind of okay. like, it it's, yeah, it, there's nothing really like major going on. Like, there's there's some like mercy ministry stuff I'm kind of into uh, trying to to navigate here in the next couple of weeks. Like, okay, uh, I'm trying to think about. Uh, there basically uh, there's a woman and she's going to have a, a housing need here in the next couple of weeks. Which gotcha. And again, I I don't understand all of the, like I don't know all of the the bits and bobs, but it's like man this is kind of like what kind of like crummy landlord like throws their tenant out mm. you know yeah a week after christmas or whatever like mm. it's like i didn't don't like that so much so yeah um trying to coordinate some of that and um yeah Gotcha. and then just navigating just christmas stuff mm-hmm. and uh it's it's kind of like Byron's at that that age where we have given him some of his Christmas presents already because we're we're giant suckers, and, <laughs> but like it it also like he's still at the age where it just kind of doesn't matter. Like, sure. Yeah. And he's gonna get a ton of crap Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. He got he got mm-hmm. a ton of crap at like my family thing. So it's like he'll be fine. Um, oh yeah. And he's just got a ton of crap in general. Like, and he's one. He's one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need crap. I need crap. <laughs> Give me the presents for taking I, care of him. I want yeah. the presents. Stop <laughs> buying him stuff. Buy me stuff. Um, <laughs> um But no, we're, we're doing sort of all right. It's just kind of, it's, I don't know. This time of year is always just rough. Uh, I kind of hit right. that. Like, peak. Yep. Peak sucks. It's the worst. It's a... Uh, I make this joke all the time, and if I've said it before on this show, I apologize, but it's not going to stop me from doing anything. But it's it's very much like in uh, Office Space where Peter's talking to the hypnotist and he says, "Every day that you see me is the worst day of my life because the day, yeah, the today is worse than yesterday. Um, every ugh. every day of my life, it's and the, the hypnotist just kind of goes, ugh." that's messed up and um i I kind of feel that way in peak where it's like every day you see me is like the worst day of my life during peak and they all just get awful um it, it it's been like whatever like today there was like a weird i don't like to get into too much i was supposed to get some help and I did get help but not the help that I had been told that I was going to get. And so okay. like I had kind of like basically I told I had been told I was going to get a helper and mm-hmm. he he would not have a regular mail truck. So I was like okay cool. So I just I'd have to like I had to peel out basically like walking loops. And that takes place like I have a bunch of walking in the middle of my route and then I have a bunch of driving closer like in the beginning is mostly driving and the the end is mostly driving and sort of in the middle there's a pile of walking and so i was like okay well i'll just pull out like a bunch of the walking in the middle and then you know i'll just hand that off to him Mm -hmm. and then he never showed up and i get a call from someone else Mm -hmm. and so basically what happened was i did all the rest of my route and then me and this other person had to go back to the middle of the route and do all of that very quickly. Uh, Um, It's like, and it just, it was frustrating.
2: Yeah. it's just frustrating. It sounds like it.
1: And it's like, dude, I had like 195 scans today. Mm. I'm like, I I want (laughs) to yell at people and tell them to stop buying stuff off of Amazon. I might like, I don't know, freak out and like hurt myself on their property. Yeah. (laughs) I oh, know. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting desperate, Josh. It's getting weird. Um, Christmas so, is coming. People are ordering packages, and it's. I, I don't want to hate Christmas. I really don't, but I, mm. I do. Like, I, I hate everything. Like, it's just like this time of year. It's like, I don't really hate Christmas. I just hate <laughs> all the crap around Christmas. I like Christmas. I don't have to work Christmas. I like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just. I hate everything around it. It's just like the worst <laughs> people are just the worst. I, I, I make this joke with my customers, the ones that I like. And I tell them that if Santa, if it like, you know, and, and I'm just kind of like arguing from like, I said, you know how I know Santa isn't real. And they, and they usually say how I said, because like, listen, it you're telling me one guy has to deliver like all these packages to all the different kids in the world. And he's a happy fat man. I'm like, he could be fat. He is not happy. I'm telling (laughs) you, like I spread it out over December and I'm ready to go crazy. Sometimes (laughs) I said like one night. Oh no. That dude, I I was like, and I don't think he's like that old. I think like he might be in like his mid twenties. It's just like, you guys (laughs) have like, (laughs) He's just so stressed out, anyway, that's a weird rabbit hole tangent to go down, mm. but we're mm. we're fine. we're okay i I'm just kind of like it's peak and Peak sucks, yeah, but um, yeah, it's the worst mm.
0: well, since those were some of your least favorite things, let's uh roll in here. I've got a list of some of the things that that I have been into, some of my favorite things.
1: That I've been into. My report. That looks like an actual report or a blank piece of paper. I can't tell. Of course. Probably. Of course, it's a a report every time. It's a piece of paper. It's probably both.
0: With my report on it. Now, now, don't notice as I pull up a, a program on my computer here that might or might not have notes on it to report on. So uh, what should we report on first, Nate? Uh, I think, you know, we usually go with uh, books. So, books. How does how, okay. books sound? Cool. That, yeah, sounds good. Uh, the one that has kind of stuck out to me the most is one uh, I, I, I figured I'd like it. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit more than I expected. I listened through the latest book by Rosaria Butterfield. It's called The uh, Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age. And uh, it early on in the book, uh, Rosaria kind of starts out and has like a moment of public repentance of some things that she used to believe and even, even wrote on, um, even as a Christian, if you know her story. Um, she was not a Christian for a good chunk of her life. Uh, and she was very outspoken about that, um, and then became a Christian. So, so even uh, being a Christian, she held some beliefs and and wrote about things that that she actually starts the book off by talking about how she has since changed on these beliefs. And I thought that was a very um, one. I thought it was touching, but I also just don't see that very often with with kind of you know people. Whether it's academically or just kind of who have a bit of of notoriety or fame um, in Christian circles, you know, you'd think we'd be marked by our repentance, but it uh, doesn't happen as often as you'd think. And and so I was, I really liked that. But then the what she has to say on the different subjects that she that she picks up on, um, a lot of them do have to sit, have to do with kind of the. Um, sexual mores of, uh, our anti-Christian age and revolving around our beliefs around, uh, around that. And so, uh, it, she, yeah, she has a lot of good things to say. And, and I was very impressed with, uh, the force with which she says, um, a lot of, of what she has to say. So I really enjoyed it. I think it's actually my favorite book by her. Um, and I, I've enjoyed the others, uh, but, but this one I think is, is even something special. So highly recommend five lies of our anti-Christian age by Rosaria Butterfield.
1: Hmm. It's, I mean, like, you know, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but like, what were some of the things that she, like what was something that she repented of or felt like she needed to correct or correct? Uh, And I, and just mm-hmm. to sort of like, I also, I think when I see somebody like a high profile thinker, speaker, teacher, pastor, author, whatever, when I see them come out and say like, here, I was wrong here about this, take public ownership and like apologize and legitimately repent. Mm -hmm. That's very encouraging to me. Um, And and I think it's like you said, it's unfortunately, we just don't see a lot of that. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah,
1: but So one thing that I recall, I mean, she mentioned,
0: if I recall correctly, she mentions a few things. But one thing uh, in particular that I remember um, was her advocation. That's not the right word, is it? Um, But being an advocate for um, what is sometimes referred to as pronoun hospitality. Mm -hmm. Um, So using uh, someone's preferred pronouns uh, for the sake of uh, having further conversation with the person and she goes into detail why her mind has changed on that and and why she believes that um on the one hand that that it's lying um if you if you you know actually know um the the fi- how god has created a person that to that to call them the opposite of that um is is lying but also how um the big argument for pronoun hospitality is often so that you can, um, so that you're not pushing someone away from the gospel, and I think she um, uh, gives a a good case as to why that that would not necessarily be the case. Um, and and she gives examples of people that she talks to that she has good conversations with, where she's just very open and says, "Hey, I can't, but like my conscience won't allow me to call you by your preferred pronouns." but that I don't mean any disrespect, you know, like actually engaging that head on.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: still want to continue to have a relationship, um, you know, and, and I still love you. And, and like, let's, let's continue to talk about these things. I think any, anyone willing to talk would be, would be able to accept that.
1: I think that's, that's, and that just, and again, like I don't want to go to, I was thinking about that today a little bit, actually mm. about how like some of this stuff like when you see people who advocate so strongly for some of these things, like they're immediate. And it's, it's because I was, I was on like Twitter or threads or something. And I saw a tweet where it's like, I won't engage with racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever tweets, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But I will totally clown on you, et cetera. And I was just like, and that's the problem the problem is that you aren't willing to have a conversation. I think, mm-hmm. it, and I think a lot, so many of that, like, and I think it, the one, it's difficult. Like what Rosaria is doing. Sure. Yeah. And sort of like, it's like, that's tough to go to someone and say like, Hey, you're not going to like this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. I can't accommodate you here. And that sucks because, you know, in a way, because like you might feel disrespected or persecuted or whatever, but I have to be honest, like, mm-hmm. and that, that that's like it's. I think just like, in some ways, it sounds like she's just advocating for like having difficult conversations. Yeah, like, and
0: and respect around difficult mm-hmm. conversations. Like, if you, like if if you are only going to have a conversation with me on your terms, then we're probably not going to be able to get far in our conversation anyway. Yeah. Right. How am I going to present the gospel to someone who's so hostile that they can't, they, they won't even, you know?
1: Well, and that, that was kind of like the, even the road that I was going down. It's like, you know, these people are like, some of these people are so fragile that they're, they're not going like you and I were sort of talking about it. And there's this like, kind of like thing where it's, like, are Christians called to love their trans neighbors? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But that love does not look like just sort of giving the the deception that that person is living under a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that love says like, hey, like, I care about you. I want you to be happy. I want you to feel fulfilled and like that your life matters and all these other things but this is not it. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not the thing. This is not going to do that for you. Right. And it's like, and I, and I think like, I remember having, and it just kind of like this whole thing. And again, I don't want to get too far down into the weeds on this, but it does remind me of a conversation I had one time with a guy and he was gay. And I Mm -hmm. said like, dude, I said, I don't, think the way that you live your life is moral i said but that doesn't mean that i won't advocate for you to be treated like a human being right Mm -hmm. like like i will get in the way of a person who wants to like you know that that i i disagree with you i think like the the choices you are making are not good for you i don't think they will bring you happiness ultimately and this this is a few years ago mm-hmm. and, but it was like, it was a weird conversation, but I just said like, was like, like yeah, it, it but it's tough. It's, it's yeah. tough to have that because it's like, you have to kind of like get like basically be uncomfortable mm-hmm. where it's like, it's like explaining, it, trying to be reasonable and gracious and at yeah. the same time firm. That's, that's Yeah. It's and tough. and you do i mean she emphasizes
0: this you do have to actually care though yeah
1: yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah. like
0: genuinely care and to be able to express that care because if it, if if the person's just a project like they're gonna they're gonna
1: notice oh, that people, right off
0: the bat no matter what it is you know yeah people um,
1: people people can tell people yeah, can tell yeah exactly um, so yep. yeah good one what you been reading Um, no, it's still listening to Lord of the Rings or Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. And so haven't finished that yet. Uh, but I did sort of mention to you as sort of a a quick plug uh, Mm -hmm. just to, to all the listeners. Uh, I did listen to earlier today. Uh, well, I guess yesterday, technically for me, um, since we're recording in the future, um, (laughs) We we have, we, when we record, we span time and space. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, technically. All. <laughs> Anyways, it's weird. My uh, space uh, is expanding. My, my time is depleting. Um, <laughs> but uh, I listened to an episode of the Game Developers Notebook mm-hmm. uh, from mm-hmm. the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. And they did an interview with... Uh, this guy named Terry and he was the director of sea of stars Mm. and it's an absolutely fascinating interview. And I think everybody should listen to it because that game one, that game rocks, but um, we'll get there. That's, that's a bit of a spoiler, (laughs) but we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, the Lord of the Rings uh, and then that episode, um, Moving on, um, Josh, The next part of this forum. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you been watching anything interesting lately? Uh, you know, I have. I've
0: actually made a bit more time for television primarily with the wife. Um, although I say that this first show, she just does not like the per- – so um, I've talked about it before. Uh, can't give it a hearty recommendation, but um, there's comedian, Canadian comedian. His name is Nathan Fielder. He did a show called Nathan for you, uh, in the past. Uh, and now he is doing a couple more shows. I was actually looking for his latest show. It wasn't on the streaming service that I was looking at, but I did find another show that he's done and it's called the rehearsal and the show came out last year and it is absolutely bonkers. It starts off as this show where, um, the, 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 makers of the show, you know, it's, it's a, it's a documentary style or, or at least, you know, the, the camera, sorry, kind of reality style show, um, where they find people who have to do hard things in, in their life and basically have hard conversations with other people, funny enough, uh, with what we were talking about and they try and recreate that situation so that the person is able to practice with an actor on how they will have these hard conversations, but that is the start of the show. Um, as the show goes on, um, he finds a lady who wants to someday have kids, but she's not married yet, and so, so he hires actors to be her 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 son at different ages in his life, and and since she, uh, you know, she for a while it's it's her as a single parent but she's unable to meet another guy. And so Nathan steps in to, to co-parent this child and it just gets super weird. And it turns out to be more of a very um, awkward comedic art piece than anything else. Um, I know I did not just sell it very well based on the look on your face,
1: um, but it is certainly said, like, hilarious at times. <sighs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I, I guess i'm just looking at it and it's like this could go so wrong
2: mm-hmm. so oh, and it does mm-hmm.
1: and it's like there's just that that part of me what was that that show that we all watched, jury duty yes um, yes Where mm-hmm. like there were so many times like there was like this kind of like underlying like existential dread sitting in the back of my mind the entire Mm -hmm. time I'm watching it where I'm like, if this gets like mean spirited, I'm out Mm -hmm. like, and it's like what you're explaining to me is like, this could get like so mean Mm -hmm. so easily. um, Yeah. That it, it scares me. Um,
0: It, it just, as you go on, it makes you question more and more about the entire premise of the show. Um, I'll 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 say that without kind of spoiling anything. Um, because it yeah, it just goes into insane places and then it ends well, very abruptly.
1: And I know here's the thing. I know people are weird. Mm-hmm. So I know there's mm-hmm. like a lot of like there's a lot of stuff that like you would probably like watch it and probably be like, Is this real? Right. To which the answer is probably, yeah. No, that's that's totally real. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that's certainly a question that you're asking yourself as if, if you ever decide to watch the show. But the rehearsal um, is that show. The other show that I just want to bring up, it's kind of mini series show thing, um, is because it is one of those things that when you watch it, it has no right to be as good as it is, as intriguing as it is. Uh, my wife and I watched uh, uh, this documentary series called McMillions it is about the mcdonald's monopoly game that they that they've been running since the late 80s mhm nate did you know that the monopoly game has been rigged since the late 80s that all the big winners have been chosen and sent game pieces like you really you had you never had any chance at winning
1: One of the big prizes. I I did not know this, but it sounds reasonable to me.
0: And, and the insanity of the, the, it has ties to the Italian mafia, uh, like the mob um, and, and selling it through there as well. It's also got uh, some ties. Where else did, did the money go? I mean, it's, it's crazy how this how big this conspiracy was for so long and and this uh, it's a very well done it's a very fun uh, documentary even though you know deals with some dark subjects um and i say documentary it's a documentary series the episodes are like an hour long i want to say and there's i think six of them something like that so it's a good length um but it is just absolutely crazy i had no idea about I mean I had heard that there were some issues with McDonald's monopoly uh, I didn't know like is how it, far it went and it how long it'd been, been going Yes yeah they brought they've brought it back since with higher security since they you know found out what was going on but they only found out because it would, they were someone tipped off the FBI so the FBI started investigating it and then reached out to McDonald's to like find out what was going on and then it's just like all all looking into to where this goes it's crazy
1: all heck broke loose
0: yeah yeah and and for how long it had been going on too so so that was a fun documentary series mcmillions is what that That does sound fun
1: uh as far as me as as far as what i have been watching the only thing that i've been watching of note um Mm -hmm is I I watched this weird little like indie flick that no one's heard of that has zero buzz right now mm, uh, mm. but I really want to put it on the map cuz I think it's something special it's okay. uh which is a total fa- fabrication I'm just being completely barbie flexible. uh no, I'm just kidding <laughs> I mean I might watch barbie if oh, somebody yeah I might watch it just to laugh um I don't know it just seems dumb and mm-hmm. Absurd, and I like absurdity. So, um, anyways, it, uh, got a, off on a weird tangent. Here. <laughs> Sorry, um, you watched
0: some indie flick that nobody's uh, it's, heard of.
1: It's this really like, and which is kind of funny because it actually is kind of pretty indie. I saw Godzilla minus mm. one, and boy howdy, it's it's something really special. It's mm. I am so excited about this uh this movie that um so one of the things like you know and and my 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 buddy parker and i one of the things we bonded over was film and he's a way bigger film nerd than i am Uh um but i like movies and this is one of the first pieces of of cinema that i've seen in a long time that actually kind of like got a hold of me like Mm. i i found myself sort of being like drawn into the movie and I would catch myself like just going along for the ride. And I don't do that at movies.
2: Hmm.
1: Like I kind of like, I just don't. Um, but this thing is really, really great. Um, nice. So I'm, I'm going to try to sort of like pitch it a little bit. Um, because like, there's a pretty tight window on, I don't, I don't know how much longer this thing is going to be running in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, but when christopher nolan makes films right he he has a story that he wants to tell and then he uses like the 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 dark knight movies those aren't really batman movies and i know some people might be like what you know it's all about batman no those are christopher nolan's stories using the batman universe as a set piece and that's he's really kind of like he he rewrites the world and the characters to sort of tell the story that he wants to tell mm-hmm. um which is kind of what every filmmaker does but like those aren't really batman movies like they they are but they aren't um there's like there's kind of like a disjointedness to them at least it feels that way mm-hmm. um, this godzilla movie is like if Christopher Nolan made a batman movie that per- felt perfectly like a batman movie and a Christopher Nolan film Godzilla minus one sort of like threads that needle where it's a Godzilla Mm. movie, but it's also kind of an intellectual, like almost a little bit of an intellectual art piece at the same time. Yeah. And it like, it threads the needle perfectly. Hmm. It doesn't like, cause like a lot of times when you do that, like you have these two very like disjointed things and you can kind of see where like the seams don't match up. Yeah. Right. This thing is, freaking seamless
2: <laughs> and i mean i've only seen
1: it once <laughs> nice and i was just too sort of enraptured while i was watching and i didn't i i didn't expect to go in it and be like no this is like maybe my favorite piece of cinema of all time like oh top, wow top three easily right now maybe top wow five. um to, like it's it's up there like it's like one of my favorite things i've ever seen um <laughs> okay and it, Man. It's weird, because I liked Godzilla growing up. Like yeah. I watched Godzilla movies, but I I wasn't like a I wasn't really super big into Kaiju. I was like I was like sure. medium-ish into Kaiju. Um mm-hmm. but like I love this movie. Cause like it's got heart, it's got a really interesting story. There's like really good mm-hmm. emotional hooks. Like the use of Godzilla is just like it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how to like this movie did something to me that <laughs> it's 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 just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Go watch Godzilla minus one because it, it's arguably some of the best like it's it's my favorite piece of cinema, like currently that I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like you know how sometimes you come across a piece of media that just like whether it's like a book or a uh, uh, an album or a video game or a, a show or whatever. And it just kind of recontextualizes everything for you in a way that is like helps you to really see like, kind of like the beauty behind the form. Um, And like, I, I know I'm speaking in weird, like artsy fartsy sort of broad terms, but that's what Godzilla minus one did to me hmm. is that it kind of just, It was like, oh hey, like, what if we did this? And it just cracked it. Oh, it just made me. I was like, this is amazing. And I think, as 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 my last sort of thought, and I and again, I've probably talked about this too much already. I think if Hollywood started paying attention to what the team behind Godzilla minus one did, Mm -hmm. we would get way better movies. Mm -hmm. Like. Out of Hollywood, there's something. There was something beautiful and and deep and rich in that movie. It, it's like it. It could be. It, there's a way that you could be reductive and say, "Well, it's because it's this," mm-hmm. or "It's about this." Yeah, but also that's 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 part of it. Like, there's a lot of moving parts in that movie, mm-hmm. thematically and narratively. That like just it's it's master's class in my opinion. I, it's yeah. it's like like I said, it's one of my favorite things. Nice. Um, Godzilla and I'm not trying to cuz I know that you you want to try and carve out time to go see it which <laughs> you totally should but I'm I'm not trying to tempt you or like <laughs> make you feel it's but it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um it it yeah. it's really something special. Um awesome. That being said, uh I will shut up. I uh, will stop talking about Godzilla now. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some, uh, we are a video game podcasts, So let's mm-hmm. take a couple of minutes here to talk about some of the video games that we've been playing lately. All right. Well, unfortunately
0: it will only be a couple minutes for me because I have not been playing very many video games at all. Played a little bit of Taiko no Tatsujin with my daughter earlier this evening and uh, played some Halo two with my son. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. Um, So having fun with a little bit of games here and there. Uh, Personally, I've been playing a little bit more of Chroma Squad, Mm. but barely any because I I also just haven't been exercising as much, still getting used to everything here. And so life just looks different. Um, So not far in anything. Um, As it stands for the year, I've, I've totaled up, you know, the games that I've played, games that I've beaten and games that I've purchased. And right now I'm sitting at negative 15 if my if my count is correct. It's a negative 24 for the year and a positive 9 has gotten me to a negative 15 so far. I'm hoping that I can finish Chroma Squad by the end of the year. We'll see. Maybe not. Um, but that would be quite nice, although I'm probably going to end up taking a few more points for starting games that my kids want to play. Um, so... We'll see when the year is out, but currently at negative 15. How about you, Nate?
1: There has been no movement as far as the beatdown score goes. um, Okay. Because I haven't beaten anything. I have, uh, I've been kind of like really hip deep in Sea of Stars. Um, I'm probably spending way more time on that game than it actually needs, but I'm kind of running at it in a capacity where it's like, there is a new game plus that is like mandatory to like hundred percent the game. Um, and to get the true ending, you have to like do the new game plus, but it's like, I want to make sure that I have all the pieces for new game plus. So that I kind of just like right into it. Wow. And, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's sea of stars is something special. Uh, I nice. actually feel very similar, like uh and I, I use the same words to describe Godzilla minus one.
2: <laughs> I would
1: say they're in very similar sort of like air for me. Okay. Where it's, it's Sea of Stars and and the, the neat trick about sea of Stars is that it plays it when when you're playing it, it kind of does this thing where it reminds you it makes you it reminds you of like how you remember playing a game. You know, like how the game felt Mm -hmm. like it does this weird thing where it taps into like the nostalgia vein and like everybody, every time you remember a game, you, the way you remember it is not the way it actually was. And this game sort of like taps into that thing that never it's, it's, it's really something really special. Um, Sabotage did a bang up job. It's, it's a, it's, it's master's class, um, Mm. and whatever it is, um, so yeah, uh, Sea of Stars is great. I also took a minute to uh uh there was a God of War uh Ragnarok DLC announced called Valhalla. And it's basically like a roguelike version like sort of like piece of content. Hmm. So I, but it it's got like it's basically serves as a, a an epilogue for God of War Ragnarok. Okay. And I've been kind of going through that. Like I it was free. I downloaded it and I've been checking mm-hmm. it out. Um And I've been enjoying my time with it. I'm not like gobsmacked with it. I think the way a lot of other people have been, but I think it's good. I've enjoyed it. Like it's been nice to get back into God of War Ragnarok. I think that game is pretty good. I enjoyed my the combat, and uh, Hmm. um, it's basically sort of like. Because it's like it's just a bunch of like you roll in, you do a little bit of a combat arena, and you you kind of make a roguelike decision and you pick a door. And yeah, you know, it's like there's upgrades and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's good. I if you have got a war Ragnarok and you've beaten it, like for free 99, I think this thing's a heck of a value. And I, I do <laughs> sort of agree with it. There's sort of uh some rubblings going around that it probably they probably could have charged like 10 15 bucks for this, maybe 20 bucks for this. Okay. And they probably would have been justified because it's a pretty solid piece of content. Oh so. nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well that's good to know. We might uh we might bring up God of War Ragnarok. You said that that it's a pretty good game, um, but it does appear on our top one hundred list. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk more about that when mm-hmm. we get to it.
1: Yes. But I think uh, you know, and again, you know, I mentioned you're at negative fifteen. I'm mm-hmm. at I'm at zero. Um Okay. Which Big I'm trying goosey. to like add like a couple, you know, like th- to knock out like I I'd like to get Sea of Stars out of the way. I'd like mm-hmm. to get if I do if I complete Ragnarok, if I beat Ragnarok, I'll probably take a negative one for that. I might uh petition the 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 beatdown channel and just say like because I I I've pretty much abandoned Marvel Snap. I'm I'm like okay. never touching that game again. Um mm-hmm. Just I can't. I I I would love to go back, but I just think for my sanity, I just yeah, it's for for my mental health. Um, so I might make a case for taking a, an abandonment point for that. Yeah, I've got some like shorter stuff or stuff that like I'm almost at the end of. So I'm I'm hoping okay. to sort of like knock out like, it, you know, in the next like week or two, at least a couple smaller things. Uh. Yeah, they don't have too much going on. Yeah. On Christmas time. I mean, I, I work and that's about it. Um, so yeah, there, there, yeah, there's that. But, uh, the, you know, moving on into the, the next form or section here, it's like, we're going to take a, a minute here to talk about, uh, well, we've got plugs. We've got things to to sell you on or to tell mm-hmm. you about. Um, oh, not hair. Okay, cool. No, no. Uh, no, I, I'm not that insensitive friend. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we were, we were talking about the, the backlog beatdown, down. And of course, like if you guys have been paying attention to the show for any length of time, you know, the backlog beatdown down is a meta that we run uh, every year uh, from, it starts January 1st, ends December 31st. And it's basically you buy games, you take points, you play games and beat games, you lose points and it's just a it's a little bit of a metric the the rules are a little more nuanced than that but it's just to sort of encourage you to play the things that you already own instead of just sort of just buying games and just letting them pile up um but the official app of that th- th- we have an official app and it's it's uh, mostly because we asked the guy who made the app if it could be the official app and he said yeah sure um but it's the GG mm-hmm. app an app developed Super by official. our friend what's that i said super official super official it's well i mean yeah because he said sure yeah Um, but charles watson uh he developed it and it's basically and he's a friend of ours full disclosure here but uh we we like charles we know him um we've known him for a while and uh, he's been on this podcast he's been on this podcast uh but gg is basically a letterbox style app for your video game collection you can uh well, you can flesh out your collection, all the games that you've owned or own or have, you know, you can create wish lists. So all the games you'd like to own, all the games that you've played, you've beaten the ones that you've abandoned. You know, there's a a variety of different statuses you can apply to these games as far as like, you know, condition of of your playthrough. Um, You can rate and review the games that you you have played. I, I guess... In theory, you could rate and review games you haven't played, although that's being a little disingenuous and I would not hmm. encourage that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really neat little app he's got going over there and uh, we really encourage you to check it out. And you can get all of that that kit for free 99. And if you like what he's doing and you want to sort of go a little bit above and beyond, you can, for five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year, you can sign up for the the elite tier, which gives you basically um gives you a couple different things it gives you a unique role in his discord server which gives you a little more access to him and a little more insight as to what's going on in the app period um as far as like his roadmap and everything else but it also uh gives you uh the opportunity to serve as a beta tester and get uh, early access to builds um, before he he rolls them out and as far as for general distribution, so there is that. Um, and we we like the app. We like the app. We like Charles, and we and again we we use it to to sort of you know to track the beat down throughout the year. Uh, moving along, we talked about the Gigi app and how you should probably give him money because that's a cool thing to do. Another cool thing that you could do is give us money and not in the weird money please kind of way but um mainly we have a patreon and if you like our content and you like what we're doing here we want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar um there's mm-hmm. zero obligation and you know we we really do appreciate any support so like the sharing the caring telling your friends and family about us i, I mean well oh, maybe maybe you want to refrain from that maybe not i don't know mm-hmm. um Recently we had a fun little story uh friend of the show uh one of our patrons uh, uh Isaac uh aka the sojourner was at his dentist office getting some dental work done and apparently his headphones died um and he was listening to our podcast and so we may or may not pick up a listener based on the fact that the the podcast just kept right on rolling along and the dentist was like <laughs> what are you listening to friend um so yeah uh so, but like, yeah, do the sharing and the caring, uh, you know, and if you, you haven't, um, l- leave us a rating and a review on your podcast or choice, that would be cool. But, uh, like I said, and if you want to go a little bit above and beyond all of that, like I said, we have a Patreon, um, and we want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar, but it's a tip jar with benefits. Um, so basically at any level, uh, all of our patrons have the opportunity to submit Um, a topic or a game for us to play throughout the year and do an episode on in which they could join us for that episode. In addition to that, uh, our patrons all have a little more access to us, uh, whether it's through the, the actual, the, the Patreon through uh, we have some like different, like Facebook chats uh, through the discord. There's, you know, Different things. There's different ways for them to sort of get a hold of us that makes it a little easier for them. Um, and we tend to just sort of like, you know, give them preference in some things. And we, we're we trying to sort of also just have a little more like patron centric sort of activities. Like we did a backlog draft with our patrons not too long ago. Um, in addition to that, that sort of part of it, uh, each and every patron also gets access early access to each and every episode alongside a video feed if that's what's well I, not just early access but early and uncut access to each and every episode mm.
2: yeah,
1: this is this is not boating well josh we're getting tired and oh, we no. still have the the rest of the show to, to get through um but like there's a lot of perks to being a patron we think it's cool and if it's something you're interested in we'd love to have you in there uh moving along lastly things that we we love and we're glad to be a part of mostly mostly uh it's the playwell network <laughs> and if you don't know what that is well i will fill you in the playwell network is is basically sort of a rough and tumble sort of assembly of podcasters who are all dedicated to creating content that encourages uh its listeners to maybe think a little more wisely about the ways that we play mm-hmm. um you know josh and i and and the breakdown is obviously a part of that but uh we're also we're glad to be there alongside guys like paul aka the artist currently known as the techno funk boy um who his current project is the thorns of war which is a Dragonlance podcast yeah I it got it. it's a Dragonlance actual play podcast and i mm-hmm. got it right mm. um you yeah, got nice. wesley ray the henshin dad himself uh, with the, well, his current, his most current and up to date project is the retronym podcast, which is mm-hmm. sort of a nostalgia. Like it's, it's pretty short. It tends to be pretty short form. Um, yeah. and it's, it's like it's video game, but it's also just like kind of like nostalgia related. Like he has an episode mm-hmm. on doctor who he does this thing though, where a, a, a bizarre amount of his episodes are about ranking Pokemon. Um, <laughs> and those are the longer episodes too yeah and he has like very strong opinions on which pokemon are like worthwhile and which ones should just be like left to suffer under you know the Er agonies of evolution eradicated destroyed he may or may not have used the term burn that with fire Mm. um kill it with fire rather um which this is a Christian podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, last but certainly not least is our friend Porcho with Nothing New Under the Porch. The most recent addition to the Playwell Network. Uh, basically, Nothing New Under the Porch is uh, its kind of a... If the Babylon Bee the video game content, it's like that but better. Because um, I'll tell you what the Babylon Bee doesn't have is like weird voices and bad accents. Mm. And Porcho does a lot of that. Um, it's true. It's it's like my second favorite part of his show is like seeing what like bad accents and weird voices he's going to do. <laughs> so, um, but we love these guys. We love their content. And we think that it's worth your time to, you know, check some of it out. And with that being said, here's a word from one of them. Do you think that this is like a really close up shot of two small crabs or were those really big crabs how do you know they're even real they're imaginary crabs jimpleton please tell me we can go look for imaginary crabs can we how would you look for something that's imaginary oh that's the best thing to look for war has come to crim a war building for centuries as dragons and gods drift into myth and legend This is the war that will bring you into it all, or restore what was lost for good. Dragonlance, the Thorns of War, is an actual play, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Available everywhere in May. Subscribe today. And we're back. So tonight, folks, uh, and this, this episode shouldn't be too outside the the bounds of the the normal for most listeners like this is we've done this a few times at this point in time and uh, I dare say Josh I dare say mm-hmm. that tonight might be one of our tamest Ooh. um edits to the the top 100 list and I say that not because like here here's the thing like everybody and their like everybody knows that 2023 has just been a year chock full of good games Mm -hmm. but the, the 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 reality is that even if uh and i'm probably way more guilty of this than you are um even if we picked up a lot of those games like we tend to not play a lot of the the games that we pick up throughout the course of the year sure um so and you know frankly if if I'm being honest, like this has just been a, a pretty slow year for me as far as games go, like I was looking at mm-hmm. it, and um there have been years where I've beaten like almost thirty games. I did not beat that number <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not even get close to that number this year but th- like the f- the fact of the matter is like I think we we did uh uh like a mid year sort of refresh and we we did some some bumping around and we, we did some tweaking and fixing, but I I, honestly coming into this last, this, this sort of last edit before we, we move into 2024. I don't really have anything super crazy to like throw out there. Um, Mm -hmm. The, the reality is like, I have like three or four games that I, I want to sort of get on there. And I, I think I've got some pretty reasonable solutions uh, for how we can get, get through this pretty quickly. But um how are you feeling about this process?
2: hmm
0: Um, I think as I look over the top one hundred games of all time, the twenty twenty three edition, uh, I agree there's not gonna be that many changes because it's already such a solid list. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think every year, yeah, we tweak it, we make it our own little by little, and um honestly it's just it's a pretty dang good list of games. Of course there's there's going to be some that that I would not have on my personal top 100 list but um that's just due to the nature of of what we're trying to do here. Um and also there are lots of games that that I either haven't played or I don't have the nostalgia for. Um you know so so they don't necessarily mean anything to me but I I recognize that you know pretty much everyone on earth everyone else on earth uh does. So Mm-hmm. There, there there are a few of those on here. But regardless, yeah, I, I've got a few recommendations. We can hash it out. We can see where we want where we want to slot some things. Um But I will, before we get started, there's one game that I started this year that I have not yet finished. And I absolutely will not finish it before the new year um and so you're not going to see it on this year's slate of games to kind of move around. Oh that that game in particular is called Elden Ring.
2: Mm. Now,
0: obviously it's critically acclaimed and so I totally get, yeah, it sh- should it be on the list? Yeah, probably. Um but I'm still like probably not even halfway into the game at this point. Um there's still so much left for me to explore and to find and to play and that is not going to happen in the next two weeks so um yeah just wanted to be aware of that one although i have played it um i've i've got some other ones um a a pretty big hitter and a few lesser known titles that that i think deserve a spot on the top 100
1: okay um interesting well I will kick it off um mm-hmm. and i I think this is going to be the most agreeable of my proposals okay um so on our list, we have Diablo Three at number twelve and we have uh Diablo Two at number sixty six uh, and okay. I think we kind of okay. talked about this before, but where what I'm finding. Is so I've been playing a lot of I played Diablo Four came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of that franchise as a general rule, right? And but basically, what I'm proposing is that uh, we remove both of them from the list and then insert Diablo Four uh, somewhere mm. in the new ranking. Um, I definitely want to see Diablo Four in the top half. Mm-hmm. and i but i also feel the need to like split the difference okay um yeah to a that, certain that was extent
0: gonna, well that was going to be my next question is with diablo 3 being number 12 do you see it as like a top 10 top 15 top 25 even game
1: i'll uh, be the only one i put it in like top 20 personally um, okay, and, okay. And I think too like it because it is hitting like sort of that games as a service itch and it's doing it mm-hmm. really well. Frankly, mm-hmm. now granted it's only had two seasons and I know a lot of people weren't really high on the first season. I liked it just fine. Uh and I'm enjoying like the second season as well so far. Uh, so I think like somewhere in the top 20, top 25 is or maybe even just like okay. right outside of like the top twenty five. Okay. I think Diablo four is is really something pretty special as a as a general rule. It's like, like I said, I think it does a great job of taking some of uh the 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 tone and even some of the like the 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 really just the the deep RPG-ness mm-hmm. of Diablo two and it really does find like a, an interesting middle ground between sort of like, cause Diablo two can get like super into the weeds and weird. Okay. Um, gotcha. But Diablo three is like super streamlined. Like Diablo three is like a bit of an over massive overcorrection in a lot of ways. And I sure. liked it. I loved it. I love Diablo three. I played the mess out of it. Um, So I, I just think, I think, like I said, it, at least top 25 ish would be fine. So that's, that's my, yeah that that's my initial volley.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um as I'm looking over the you know I mentioned it earlier then and so this is going to I'm going to kind of swing back around to it. Um but last year we put God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok basically together at at positions 19 and 20. My question for you is, do you still feel the same way about Ragnarok that yes, it deserves a spot in the top 20, um, right alongside that
1: 2018 God of war. Mm. I mean, I, and I think like my thing is like, they're just like, I think those games work best in tandem. Like you really do Mm -hmm. need both of them. Uh, I mean, they could go somewhere, but I don't want to. Like, they could drop a little bit, but not, not that much, in my opinion. And you'd still want them to be together. I'd still want them to be together. I I think that's like to me that's that's like the one thing is like neither one of those games, like both of like God of War twenty eighteen. It's a little easier for that game to stand on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it does a better job of standing on its own, but I think like. It becomes like like Ragnarok does help to recontextualize some of 2018 and mm-hmm. sort of like really kind of like enrich the lore of that that story, okay. in, in some interesting ways, um, and and Ragnarok, I I, I don't know, like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like almost like like if. <laughs> And I know this is kind of like cheating, but it's almost like if I could just say like the God of War duology on PlayStation, uh, like 2018, you know what I'm saying? Like if I could just like put them like, just say like that, that duology I think deserves Mm. to be right there. And I, you know, and like I said, I, I do propose that like 2018 is just above ragnarok okay Okay. for the simple fact that i think 2018 by itself is the stronger game even though i think ragnarok is the more sort of like complete vision of the game in some ways gotcha it's weird like i like that game a lot and in some ways i think it suffers under the weight of being a sequel where it's like okay it doesn't pack the same punch that God of War twenty eighteen does right. simply because God of War twenty eighteen exists, um, yeah. And so, even sense. though even though Ragnarok is like a refinement of the formula and is in in some ways a markedly better experience, it's also not as relevant. Gotcha. In in some ways, but not yeah. completely. So, I mean, like I said. At some point in time, I may even just propose that that we just sort of like say the God of War uh, duology, you know, because um, I, I think we would know what we were talking about. But that does also feel like cheating, mm. so.
0: right? Yeah, we'll just we'll need to wait till till Sony puts out the definitive edition with both of the games, the definitive <laughs> remastered version on PS five. Um, th- so that's which I will I mean. probably buy. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm I'm thinking, you know, if if you wanted Diablo within the the top twenty five, even if we put it right at twenty five with a, with both of them taken out, that would put it right under near Automata, right above Spec Ops the Line. Um, so it could slot in there, and then yeah, I see. I've got see personally, I've gotten some distance from God of War twenty eighteen, and while I did really enjoy the game. Um, is it top twenty? Eh, not for me personally. So I mean, I I could see those sliding down a little bit, but at the same, you know, something like Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, I could see could go up a couple spots. But
1: um, I mean, the, the problem that I have is that I have not been able to like really pull the trigger on Link's Awakening. Like I've yeah. been sitting in that like seventh temple for the better part mm-hmm. of a year and change. Um, Gotcha. So until I'm like, yeah. So I I get what you're saying, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna kind of like I'm I'm like my concession, like my my sort of like position here is like I'm already I'm freeing up a slot for something else already. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. I don't want to
1: make too many more concessions. I think Diablo Four at twenty five is a good spot. Okay. Okay. Cool cool then we then we can do that. I don't feel super strongly
0: about uh about the 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 other ones, so we can move on from there um the you know the the heavy hitter unless we wanna go for some small now let's let's just let's just get it out of the way. okay Tears of the kingdom needs to be on this list um for all intents and purposes uh it is the better breath of the wild um i th- while my personal experience may not be necessarily but it, certainly it was at times um but i also have nostalgia tied to breath of the wild that includes uh the birth of my daughter so mm-hmm. the, the you know there the, you can't really compare based on that but i think mechanically um there's a lot th- th- there's a lot in tears of the kingdom you know the the only thing i can fault it is that i think it was too much game Which is not really, it's not really a fault, is it? Um, It's like you know, like Michael Scott. I work too hard and I care too much. Um, This game is just too much game for seventy dollars. So, so Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, we can do just a simple swap with Breath of the Wild. I think that would kind of be the easiest thing to do. I I do think it's low at number thirty-five, but um, I know we've kind of. Gone back and forth with Breath of the Wild um, on that one.
1: The- so let me like I I think like just if we're gonna just pull pull uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. like uh, like I'm I'm cool with that. And if you want to go up, that's fine. But like the question is like where where uh-huh. are we gonna where are we gonna put it?
0: Yeah. So right above it, Ori, Octopath, Dragon Quest Five, Yoshi's Island, Final Fantasy Nine doom super mario 3d world dead space spec ops Line, and then we hit diablo 4 um so for tears of the kingdom i mean how about we put it right under diablo 4 at 25 so it's 26
1: okay what do you feel I mean, about that if that's uh, like i'm i'm cool with that that's fine like okay. like well and it, we get to into this every year but like the, the top 25 gets like to be like just a weird Highly contested space, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Where it, like, in it, like, in a way. and that, that the, that's the thing. Is like the top ten is like not a lot moves in or out of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it it would have to be something else in order to in order to really break in there. Um, you know, it does still put Links Awakening higher, which I'm totally fine with. Um, you know, Metal Gear Solid still sticks out at me at twenty three. Uh, for but I, I, we also have talked about in previous years. Hey, we should play some more of those games, and we just haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so part uh, of that's always- hopefully
1: with this collection that's coming out right. or has come out. Like mm-hmm. w- we can maybe make some of that happen, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. Cool. Okay, so then we've
0: slotted in Tears of the Kingdom at twenty six, right under Diablo four. Um, what
1: other games do you have? Um, here, let me kind of pull up my. I mean, it, it, and it's, it's more of a, like a provisional because mm-hmm. like I haven't beaten it yet, but even we were talking about like sea of stars, sea of stars is like, I, I, I know that in some point in time, I'm going to like inevitably kind of like cool on it a little bit. Um, but this game is sort of like, what's so kind of like funny and charming. It's like, in some ways, like this is like the RP- RPG RPG or a turn-based RPG whatever terminology you, you want to use there that like um I, I think all of us dreamt of like when we were kids Ooh. Like, like it has without getting into too many spoilers and again i i earlier in the episode i said hey go listen to the game developers notebook episode with the director from sea of stars but like it's it's like chrono trigger is like easily one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, as you can tell from this list, yes. It's number two on our list. <laughs> um, sea of Stars has a lot of dna from chrono trigger but then like there's there's interesting wrinkles like they added some of like the button pressing from super mario rpg so that it's not just like you hit like so there's a lot more like when you're playing you're a lot there's a lot more active like and you don't have to but it you know just like within super mario rpg if you do like you can do some damage mitigation you can add extra you know you can add extra damage you know um so i just but then it's also got like there's a really like sort of like tactile um sort of navig like like there's a lot of like climbing up on things and there i, I don't know it's it's just a really special game like and i keep using that word and i'm i'm not trying to devalue it, but like sea of stars is something that i mean this game has so sort of like gotten into my head that like I kind of want to go back and play the messenger now just to see what else sabotage Mm -hmm. has done. Okay. I'm like, dude, like this, this thing is really freaking great. And like the fact that they managed to like hit that trick where it's like, and I use the term trick, but it's because it kind of is a trick, but it's not like, it's not like weird or gimmicky. It's just like, this is like the, the, the crazy wrinkle that just really makes this thing super sticky is that it again, like it hits that nostalgia thing. So at some point in time, I want to see Sea of Stars make it onto this list. Um, I'm not willing to go like crazy hard on it because I haven't beaten it yet. Um, but yeah. I haven't beaten it yet because I'm kind of like farting around and uh Yeah. I just it's like I, I could have beaten it before tonight, but it's like the thing is like I want to I want to be done with it and to really sit with it. So it's like it's kind of like a provisional knot. I think the okay. easiest one, like the easiest next move and this one's going to be super easy is at 59, we have Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Far Cry 3, just throw on Ghost of Tsushima. Like um
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Ghost is it's like the perfect Ubisoft game that Ubisoft didn't make. Um <laughs> Okay. It's this really great sort of like, and you know, we just did like, I just did an episode with Parker and with Micah talking about it. And I just think it's like, it's really, you know, it's really a cut above when it comes to Sony first part, first party games. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's, um, again, you know, it's. The the only thing I would gig it for is just it's it's a common sort of complaint that I have with just open world games is that they're just too big mm-hmm. and there's like a part where it's like it's just kind of like
0: too much game.
1: There's too much game, yeah. Which <laughs> is I guess a pretty good problem to have, but yeah, I think uh, that's that's personally I'm like go to Tsushima, like just like dump it, don't even need to move it. I think it's fine right there. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I I like I like that change. I like that change it's because I have no uh no prior history with Far Cry 3. So I mean, I don't have any history with Ghost of Tsushima either, um although it is a bit more up up my alley. So I'm excited to finally one day play it sometime. We'll see. Um so a couple more that I want to throw out here and these might be a little easier, uh but they're smaller games. So I mentioned earlier in the the backlog report that I played just earlier today, uh, Tycho Notoxygen Rhythm Festival with my daughter. And this game, I've talked about it before, but it really, it would break my personal top 100 uh, easy, Um, possibly top 50 as well, just because of the times that I've had with it and how, you know, addicting and adrenaline, how much of an adrenaline rush it is, and and, and for other reasons as well. But um, also just the co-op is fantastic. It's a great time. And, and, you know, you could say, Josh, you're only saying that because you play it with your kids and they're really into it. Yeah, probably. That's that's probably a good part of it as well. But all that being said, we do have another niche uh, rhythm game here on this list that I'm looking at. All the way towards the bottom at 96 is Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight. And while um, I do really enjoy that game as well, um, I, I think I, I, I like Ta- Taiko no Rhythm Festival more um, d- 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 for its, its longer track list, just the way that it's more, a bit more rhythm-based because it's a, a drum. You know, Taiko Drum. it's a rhythm instrument. Um all the I mean, I still really like uh the Persona three dancing game. But my uh suggestion would be to to just switch that out. Rhythm sure. game for rhythm game. Um weeb I, trash, rhythm game
1: for weeb trash. Rhythm with a game. <laughs> rhythm game. I I mean, like I, I don't have any problems with that at all. Like I liked Persona Three Um Dancing in the Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I I I enjoyed like sort of like dipping into those games but I don't have strong feelings about them and and frankly I think if there's a better sort of version of uh of that like yeah mm-hmm. so cool Okay, so my
0: next suggestion is actually only one single uh, uh, step up from that one. On number 95, we have a game called Game Dev Story. And I enjoy that game quite a bit. But there's another game that I played this year that uh, fits it. While it's a very different game, yeah, I think to me, maybe. And feel free to push back. But it slots into a similar place simply because Game Dev Story um, is this, I played it on my phone, you know, it's this short, not not even necessarily short, but kind of small retro feeling game um, that was for mobile as well as as other platforms. And another game that I played that, um, well, it seemed short, but it actually went quite a bit longer, that was mobile, and then is also on other platforms is a game called Vampire Survivors. And this one this year really hooked me. Um I, you know, finished all the content or not all the content, but you know, got got pretty much everything in that original version and they continue to pump out DLCs and things like that. So, what do you think about switching out Game Dev Story with Vampire Survivors?
1: I would just say like, well, so right now, we mm-hmm. have uh, 99 games. Right. I'm a little loath to see Game Dev Story. I, I did really like that game. Okay. I thought it was something pretty special. I would just say, at this point in time, just, just throw Vampire Survivor on there. Uh, okay. Sort of towards the bottom somewhere. Possibly at like 97, 98 kind of like okay. range. Mm -hmm. um
2: yeah
0: then then i would suggest even well no this is just me personally uh i would put it right beneath Tycho, at 97
1: you want it above guitar hero three yeah okay yeah i mean i haven't put enough time into it so okay um. okay it did
0: it it hooked me this year so i think that that's a nice little gem of a game that I did not think was going to be nearly as good as is it, it is. survivors
1: or survivor
0: singular plural? I believe it's plural. Okay, unless my whole life is a lie, which very well maybe that no, it is what plural. Is, so what
1: is a man?
0: Mm-hmm. A miserable pile, of secrets. Don't you know? Uh, do you have any other games that you would uh, like to?
1: Um. I mean like I said I I did bring up uh Sea of Stars I'm looking mm-hmm. Okay dude I think we we have to like sort of um freaking faith
0: Yes that was the last one on my list
1: yes that was the other one We have mm-hmm. to like it has to go somewhere on here I have no idea where to cuz it's like it's right <laughs> well it, it, okay if we're going to pull uh game dev story. Mm-hmm. Like Faith, the unholy trinity can go right there. Um because mm-hmm. it's right below uh Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Um because they're they're both the kind of games where I'm like, I if I never have to play them again, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's awesome. just yeah. um get in the car, you ho. Get in the car.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I I like that. I like that. And you know, as I was looking and I saw Silent Hill 2, um I kind of did highlight it on the list simply because uh that game is probably going to be switched out here, you know, in the next year or two uh with the remake. At least mm. if all if all goes well, um and and then, you know, it could it might even be bumped up as well because it really th- The the things obviously we've talked about this so many times. uh, The things that we didn't like about the game um, were, you know, a a lot of the gameplay. They can be, they can be updated. They can be made better. And if those things are better, then I mean, it sounds stupid. It's an overall better game, right? Uh, Yeah. If you take away those those things that I didn't like about it, which is a good portion of the game, I I could see it shooting up the list. Although, you know, it's a solid list. I'm not saying anything about the list. I'm just saying Silent Hill 2. That's a good game.
1: So Yeah. It's well, it's it's a good game that I hated playing. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It does some really cool things. Uh, I'm i just yeah, yeah, going over it. I mean, I really like Pikmin three. Apparently, Pikmin four is the best out of all of them, but I have not played it. So while well, I can mention it, um, you know, along those same lines, even really up high on the list, number twenty nine is Super Mario three D World. Again, I really like the game, but is something like Super Mario Wonder going to come along and and take its place? Quite possibly. So, out of all the games that I played this year, you know, I mentioned Elden Ring is does not have a place simply because I haven't beaten it. Um, but those are really the only ones that would break a top one hundred. At least I think bringing to the table for this list. Um, you know, I, I say that I don't know that any of the other games I played would break my personal top one hundred either. Possibly ease, um, but it's not something that that I think is is widely regard or you know has a wide appeal enough to put on i think our top um
1: like inscription is cool and i liked it but it Mm -hmm. didn't really stick the landing like it didn't stick the finish quite the way that and and i'm not really sure how it was supposed to like stick the finish um really like i it's it's like one of those things where i'm like that ending doesn't feel like super satisfactory but it's like it's also like eh, yeah, i guess like what can you do it's an ending <laughs> um game ended i like i like the loop i like the gameplay i like the the sort of like the different conceits of the game i mean it does some really cool stuff i just don't know if it's to me personally, like I enjoyed my time with it, but I don't know if it's like one of those games. Like because it's like the, the whole ethos behind the top 100 games has always been like, these are the games that in our experience, like if you only play a hundred games, this is a list to sort of like root around in. Mm-hmm. And while inscription was cool, I don't know if it was that cool. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah.
0: Oh, Totally. Yeah, well, I feel I feel somewhat similarly to to something like um, Blaster Master Zero too. Like, yeah, I really liked my time with that game. I thought mm-hmm. gameplay it was an improvement over the first one. Um, but is it you know like must play? No, no, it was just fun. <laughs> like that's yeah. In in some games are are kind of transcend that just fun to me. You know something like uh Vampire Survivors is very much like a tongue in cheek meta in addition to just fun and flashing colors and you know high scores and stuff like that so
1: there's yeah there's sort of like a commentary that has mm-hmm. arisen mm-hmm. around Vampire Survivors where it's just like it's kind of this game that like it's kind of making fun of itself but it's also kind of making fun of the player <laughs> yeah which yeah. is but it's also just really fun. It's like it's this kind of, and I say it this way in in this way, but it's like it's kind of like this joke that everybody is in on. Yes, and it's just a good time.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Totally.
1: So, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm down for that. Like, I, I get that one. Like, I I enjoyed. I played a little bit of Vampire Survivors. I never beat it or anything. Like, I was playing the mobile okay. version, mm-hmm. and I I liked it. But it's like, it just I was I was also deep in the trenches of like the dopamine hit hit machine that is Marvel Snap at that point. Gotcha, um, you found your so, own. Yeah, yeah. that like th- there there was a certain madness that overtook me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, looking at our list, I, I feel pretty good. And like I said, I I'm kind of looking forward to when I do finally roll credits on Sea of Stars. And by mm-hmm. the time we get to the next sort of edit, like I've had some time to sort of like sit with it. Because um, I think that that's always a problem too when you're making this list. Is like, and, and you brought it up, you kind of mentioned it too, is like with the God of War stuff where it's like, you've kind of like, I, I don't want to say soured, but you've cooled on God of War 2018. Yeah. And yeah. whereas I'm like, I'm still kind of like, no, I just like, that's where it kind of just sits for me is like, in that sort of like, I think it's, it's something pretty special. And I think that has more to do with this. I just, so not to get, and again, this is like, we're like not to get too deep in the weeds. I mean, this is just, this is what we do in the podcast. We get deep that's in the weeds what happens on, d- on dumb stuff. Um, but david jaffe the the creator of the original god of war games recently said that basically he didn't like what they were doing with kratos and he felt like they were making kratos too soft um frankly i think what they did is they made a human character and they gave kratos some depth and like they grounded him a little bit and it's like he's a much more interesting figure now versus mm-hmm. like yeah i you know if i'm if i'm being honest and not every character needs to have like deep emotional depth like you know i'm but like i think he's a much better character now oh yeah oh yeah than just the angry like like 90s monster like and and that's the thing it's like I, I, like in, in it's almost like I, I wish i could sit across and be like jaffe so what you're advocating for is the fact that like he he just needs to be a psychopath just, all he, the time all the time like he needs to be a raging lunatic monster like in order to be compelling like i i don't know to me that speaks to deficiency somewhere yeah. um but i mean like he also he's entitled to his opinion because like he's the creator of kratos mm-hmm. or one of the the big sort of like driving force. so it's like whatever but i just saw that and i was like dude i don't know they did something interesting with a pretty milk toast character um that you should frankly thinking them. <laughs> well, and it's I haven't played God of War three, which I, I I've heard is pretty good, but I'm just okay. like, dude, I don't know. I, I think we've kind of outgrown. I think what I like about I, I, again God of War 2018, and we we talk about. I think we we have a, a bit of a conversation. I just like the fact that they took what was a frankly a really uninteresting character, and they made him compelling because they gave him depth. Yeah, and they gave him like dimension, and there's more to him than just like Kratos angry Kratos smash, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Or instead of smash, but like Kratos whip knife blade things around, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and to be clear, uh, I think you you did choose the right words, but um, I have cooled on God of War 2018, but I still think it's a great game. Like I, I still definitely think it. it yeah, it's it's really good. I think it definitely deserves a spot on this list. Um is it top 20? That's the question for me, but uh th- personally, but it's it, it definitely
1: I, I mean, at some point in time, I'll probably cool point. enough on it that I'll I'll finally concede, but today was not the day, my friend. I see. I see. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I
0: think I think it's still a solid list as it is and you know what next week we or excuse me next episode is going to be our episode where we're taking a look back at 2023 We'll, we'll mention some of these games that we played once again we'll be giving out some awards and we'll be taking a look at the next year 2024 and by that time, I'm hoping to have compiled a list of games that I want to play in 2024. You know, some of that can just go out of the window because that's how this past year was. Mm-hmm. But I um just
2: don't play I say all Snap. that.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I I don't think, especially at this point in its evolution, I don't think it's a, a safe place to kind of jump in for newbies. Um, you know, at least from from what I hear. But I mention, you know, these reflections and what we're going to do on the next episode because I do want to use this list and pull, you know, at least like half of the games that I want to play for next year from this list because I've Mm -hmm. talked about in the in the past about games you know that that I know that I need to play that are on here games like the last of us um like spec ops the line uh, even something like castle castle crashers mm. that like games that I know I will enjoy uh I just have not gotten around to them and so that's that's another way that you know you may use this list if you're listening to us as well is just some games that you can jot down that hey Maybe these should be higher, you know, maybe maybe they are on my backlog right now, but they should be a little bit higher um on on my, you know, next to play list, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Even something like I, I kind of previously mentioned, Pikmin Four. Um, of course that
1: would be a new pickup. So maybe not.
0: Maybe I hold off on that one. We'll see.
1: Mm. So just and and I know this is like kind of like I'm gonna put a little bit of a bug in your ear. We have Super kay. Mario RPG on here. Yeah. How married to that game are you? Uh,
0: you know, I love that game, but does it belong on a, you know, like kind of a must play? You have to play all these games? Not not necessarily.
1: Um, so yeah. I when I'm ready to introduce Sea of Stars. Mm-hmm. I may make a push for that. Coming from Mario kind of, RPG. Yeah. And yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. There's. The I other just, RPGs on
0: the list are much more solid. Is that what you're saying? Uh,
1: perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of. But, and, and well, and there's like a good bit, like Sea of Stars takes the one thing that, because Mar- like the big thing with Super Mario RPG was always like, the the button-pressing thing, right? And it does that, yep. and it does good it, a frankly, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it does awesome. it, in it with a story that I think is a little more... Serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, sea of Stars is just really, really pretty cool, and it does mm-hmm. a lot of really good stuff. Like... It has a lot of heart, a lot of charm. There's a lot of like sweetness and mm-hmm. winsomeness to it. Like it's just, it's a, it's a pretty great game. It's also a little kind of silly, but but in a way that doesn't compromise the total package. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but does
0: it have a party member who is a cloud that thinks he is a frog, or a uh, reanimated? Uh, the possessed doll uh, that's possessed by some star angel entity. I don't want it. Uh, either of those options. Um,
1: potentially, Can you hit people? Can potentially you hit people with one of a those. Pan? Potentially one of those things. Well, okay, so and, and this is not a. Hmm. <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, just. No. I'm not. We going into like, spoilers. That, hmm. All I'm saying is that. There's some kookiness to some of the the cast members and there's some you're like, ha, but it it also (laughs) like it reads pretty like it scans pretty well in the sense that like because of the world that they've got going on. It's like, oh, okay like this does not feel like the weird leap. se maybe I don't know. I'm gonna shut up. Like like the thing is like Sea of Stars is like one of those things that it's just it's really best left experience. Like Mm -hmm. um you you talked about like I need I'm I'm probably gonna like pick up some stuff and you had even said to me, like, I'm I'm probably buy it this year so that you can Mm -hmm. play it next year and just take the points for it. Because I think that you're going to love it. Um Mm. I think it's a really I think you'll have, there are like a couple things where it's like, I have like some foibles where I'm just like, "Eh, okay. Like, I'm not 100% sold on like a couple things, but overall, I'm just like, the the overall package is just like Chef Kiss. Nice.
0: Nice. So that's awesome. Well, you know what else is Chef Kiss is our top 100 games list of 2024. Mm, mm. I think, man, what a, Beautiful list. This, I think we did these all right. Are some great games. I think we did yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the official top 100 games you should play before you die. Top 100 best ever, greatest favorite, best top 100 of 2024. It's Never to tops. change ever. Yes, there until
1: we until we do edit it. Never in until, until like six next months. Day.
0: Yeah, but but not until then ever. Because we're serious.
2: This You'll is the list.
0: Uh the a a um link to the list that you can access if you'd like to take a look at it will be in the show notes. So you can view all these wonderful, wonderful games. We do um typically like to run through all the games. Mm-hmm. Um so we can do that before we head out. This this Uh, evening, morning, night, whatever, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. Uh, We will read these games, and then we've got one final uh, form to be observed where we just talk about our challenges for the next episode. So Mm -hmm. um, we can just go back and forth. You want to take number one, or you want to take uh, odds or evens?
1: Well, do we want to work from the top up or bottom up? Oh, yeah, the
0: bottom up. Yeah,
1: that's how we go. That's how we do it. So I'll take... I'll take odds. Okay, so at unofficially one oh one, we have Co Stars because mm-hmm. it's not officially on the the one hundred list.
0: Yeah, no, it, it can't be. And there's 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 no one oh one. That's that's ridiculous. But it's unofficial.
1: But it's it's, life, so. it's super unofficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, if there was a one oh one, it'd be Co Stars. <laughs> 100 but one hundred is River City Ransom. Then we've got Marvel
0: Snap at ninety nine. At ninety eight, Guitar Hero three. 97 gives us Vampire Survivors. 96 is Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. 95 is Faith the Unholy Trinity. 94 is Silent Hill 2.
1: 93 The Stanley Parable. 92 is Baldur's Gate 2. 91 has Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. 90 is Shovel Knight. 89, Bomberman Generation. 88 is
0: Portal. 87, Katamari Damacy. 86 is Katana Zero.
1: 85 is Celeste. 84, The Wolf Among Us. At 83, we've got NBA Jam. He's on fire! (laughs) 82 is Donkey Kong 94. At 81, we have XCOM 2. 80 is Astral Chain. 79, Halo 2.
0: 78, Titanfall 2. 77, Bubble Bobble.
1: 76, The Nonary Games. 75, the Hyperlight Drifter game. That's 90. I, I, <laughs> uh, we're, we're tired, but it's, it's Hyperlight Drifter,
0: people, which like is a great that. game. It is, because it, it's on the list. 74 is Dark Souls, also
1: a great game. 73 is Xenoblade Chronicles. 72, Rogue Legacy. 71, Shin Megami Tensei 4. 70, What Remains of Edith Finch. 69 is Kirby Superstar. 68, Neo 2. 67, Persona 5 Royal. 66, Persona 3, Fess. Quick question. Mm
2: -hmm. And I know
1: that, like, do you think that uh, when we do play Reloaded, it could potentially bump Fess out? Potentially there There
0: certainly is potential. The problem is that all the different versions of the game have different things, you know, the content in mm-hmm. cut and added and all that. so
1: so it is very much a potential. yes. okay. I just I was like I saw that, and I was like, oh hey, because that's that is slated mm-hmm. uh, for this year. Uh, but at sixty five, uh getting back to it, Borderlands two. 64 Animal Crossing New Horizons 63 is Metroid Prime 62 Dragon Quest 8 61 SMT Devil Survivor OC 60 Batman Arkham City 59 Ghost of Tsushima 58 Pikmin 3 57 Super Mario World and y- you know what Josh I I know I keep <laughs> like kind of just to put a pin in this there's mm-hmm. a bit of a debate in our Discord right now as mm-hmm. to which is the better game, Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World. Gentlemen, refer to the top 100 list. Mm-hmm. One of those games is at number one. One of them is at number 57. That's true. I'm just saying. It numbers, facts, science. 56 science. is
0: Psychonauts. 55, Super Mario RPG. 54, Destiny 2.
1: 53, Star Fox 64. 52, Street Fighter, Alpha 2. 51, Castle Crashers. 50, Rocket League. 49, Overwatch, Immemorium, <laughs> 48, Tecmo Super Bowl. 47, Mother 3. 46, Super Metroid. 45, is Shimagami Tensei 5. Mm. 44, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. 43, Dishonored 2. 42, Horizon Zero Dawn. 41 is the Resident Evil 2 Remake. 40, Journey. 39 is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 38, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 37 is Control.
0: 36, Legend of Zelda
1: Wind Waker. 35 is Ori and the Blind Forest. 34,
0: Octopath Traveler.
1: 33, Dragon Quest V. 32, Yoshi's Island. 31, Final Fantasy IX. 30, Doom. 29, Super Mario 3D World. 28, Dead Space. 27, Spec Ops The Line. 26, The
0: Legend of Zelda,
1: Tears of the Kingdom.
0: At 25, we have Diablo 4. 24 is Near Automata.
1: 23 gives us Metal Gear Solid. 22, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. 21, we have Mega Man 2. 20, Final Fantasy Tactics. 19, God of War Ragnarok.
0: 18, God of War 2018. 17, Dragon Quest XI S. 16 is Castlevania, Symphony
1: of the Night. 15 is Bioshock Infinite. 14 is Spider-Man from 2018. 13 is Mega Man X.
2: Mm.
0: 12 is Resident Evil 4. Eleven is The Last of
1: Us. Ten, Super Mario Galaxy. At number nine, Bioshock. Eight, Tetris Effect. Seven is Hades. Six, Hollow Knight. Five, Bloodborne. Four, Final Fantasy VI. Three, Shadow of the Colossus. Two, Chrono Trigger. And the greatest game of all time, according to the backlog breakdown's top one hundred, is none other than super Mario Brothers three
0: yeah, now, go play it
1: now go play it. It's the goat <laughs>
0: Good times, man good times some buddy. great games um before we head out before we go to sleep, finally, uh we do have one more form to observe, and that is simply uh, well actually no i I'm sorry. We have two forms to observe because before we do our, our we discuss our challenge, uh, we do just want to give any shout outs to the community. I, for one, have been very poor at keeping up with the community, but I do want to shout out uh our special you know we talked about how we're part of the Playwell network. We had a special secret Santa gift exchange this year with the Playwell mm. network, and I would just like to shout out my secret Santa for the awesome gifts of the uh Ultraman Mystery of Ultra Seven comic book some Yu-Gi-Oh cards and some Ultraman toys and I will leave it up to you to I have to no idea who could have given that to you.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: so weird. I don't know. But uh, uh yeah. Um you know what? I I will sort of take a slightly different tack. Okay. Um that was actually that whole idea was proposed by Wesley Ray. Mm. And so I would just like to shout out Wesley for sort of like uh, throwing that at us. And uh, I I will, I know who, who gave me my, but uh, my secret Santa, I very much appreciate the the gift uh, that you sent me. Uh, It looks like a very fine book written by a very fine gentleman from a very fine country. Um, Hmm. Nice. (laughs) Our our shout-outs are shrouded in mystery.
0: Dun-dun-dun, because they're secret. Come on, you don't want Santa coming to your house and punching you like a heretic, do you? No, that's not going to happen. Don't be a heretic. (laughs) That's true, yeah. First of all, don't be a heretic. Also. But secondly.
1: First (laughs) rule, you're not getting punched like a heretic. Don't be a heretic. I like it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. All right. So before we head out, um, I would just like to say setting a personal challenge. One thing uh, that I didn't mention, you know, at the start of the episode is that I do feel that as time has gone on, I I feel that I'm craving more of a routine and really kind of just setting, you know, just kind of a a sense of normalcy um, by, by having my days more uh, just mapped out a little bit more, mm-hmm. itching to to feel more normal, um, and so along with that, really, uh, it just. It, a regular time of exercise is what I need to put into practice. Um, Probably not tomorrow for various reasons. One, that lack of sleep, but two is that it's my birthday. And so I probably will not make time to exercise tomorrow. You you got some partying to do tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. So it's probably, it's like the opposite of exercise.
1: Not really, you still want to take care of yourself. all the cake. Like Mm. every piece of cake Mm. that you see Mm. at all. Mm. like whether it's She'll like out public or not <laughs> like if it's in your privacy of your own home republic so you need to like march over snatch it up and just boom it's like if this it's, is my cake it's, it's my like, birthday my cake
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah if it's like a movie you see a pie like cooling on someone's windowsill you take that sucker right off there Oh wait, Life. but pies aren't cakes. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So I would like to to be more consistent with at least a regular, um, time of exercise. That's my personal challenge. Do you have a challenge for yourself?
1: Um the the sort of the reestablishing like a better just sort of like daily rhythm routine kind of thing. Um, and I've I've said it before. I think one of the most helpful disciplines for me is if I can get back into journaling mm-hmm. um, and sort of like, there's a two pronged sort of thing going on there where it's like getting up in the morning, sort of looking at my day and mapping out a little bit of my day, just like some, yep. like just like picking like two or three things that like I can knock out throughout the day. And obviously a, a good chunk of my time right now is taken up by work, but saying like, yeah, you know, like th- 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 there was one thing that's like, uh, I, I've got to get a cover on our one AC unit um okay and i i had to i did manage to do this but i did pull out the the ac unit that was in byron's window last week but it's like it's like things like that where it's like little things where it just say like hey take care of the ac units or hey Mm -hmm. um i've got to get a load of boxes out to um a woman who who's going to be doing a fair amount of packing. So it's like oh, yeah. throw the boxes mm-hmm. in the truck or in the Jeep so that I can run those over to her at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's like stuff like that where it's like, and then just a little bit at the end of the day, just like taking, like I'm writing a paragraph or two, just sort of like reviewing the day, decompressing a little bit and, um, you know, thanking God for his provision. Yeah. So yeah. it's awesome, I, I dude. Could, and, and if I, can get back into that it'll make all the other things it it usually helps facilitate the other things right yeah um, yeah it's a great foundational piece mm -hmm. yeah that's that's that's
0: it for me man so awesome awesome well it's not just it for you it's actually it for both of us it's it for the podcast for today for this episode. episode yes Yes, there's some coming up, but if you have anything you'd like to add for us, uh, any games that you feel got slighted, or if you'd just like to praise us for an absolutely perfect list, you can do that by reaching out in a ton of different ways. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, X, whatever the platform is called, our handle is at bbdowncast. We have an instagram.com slash thebacklogbreakdown. Uh And you can, what else is there? You can get, get on Facebook. Facebook. Group. The group is the hashtag Backlog Book Club.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And our Discord and if, server. Discord server is, the link for that is in the show notes of this episode. And if you like to reach out and be a little bit more personal, I generally go by broccolope everywhere on the internet. And Nate goes by? Nate underscore
1: McKeever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing I go by, but <laughs> your name. We we've done the things, and I think like this is like I think we're both sort of like fading fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true, and so that being said, uh, Josh, we uh, it's been an absolute pleasure here, friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but until next time, what should they do, guys? Keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no.